You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. I am coming at you today from a large conference room in my apartment complex So please excuse the billowy echoing voice. This is just what we're doing today. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me again for another episode of the show. Today is actually a spontaneous recording. I just got off of a call with one of my clients and I wanted to turn what I shared with her into a podcast episode because we were both feeling the magic in the call. And just, I even said during our call, this should be a podcast episode. So anyway, as you can tell, I, all of my, my phone is ringing and my notifications are going off because it's the middle of the day and I was not planning to record this, but I really am gonna go for it. So today I wanted to talk to you all about the topic of body comparison and specifically I wanted to share with you six thoughts that can save you when you are stuck comparing yourself to others. Whenever there are thoughts that really help me through a situation, I like to call those life raft thoughts or lifesaver thoughts or I'm thinking of those big rings that lifeguards carry with them that they can throw out to a drowning person. These are like rescue thoughts. So when you are struggling with comparing yourself, specifically your body to someone else's, these are your thoughts that can rescue you in that moment. I was talking to this client of mine about her weight restoration process and She was mentioning how the people in her circle have a very intense need to be thin and look good and aesthetic. And she said that when she's around them, it's very hard not to start the comparison mind games and spiral out of control, just being triggered by what they do. So, I mean, I can definitely relate to all of her comments as I'm sure you can too. I shared with her story just um, probably last year to during the height of COVID a friend of mine and I went to a pool and, you know, we're in our bathing suits and she's just a picture perfect kind of a person physically, as far as what the thin ideal looks like. And I'm not going to mention any more details, but basically it turned into a big photo shoot. She wanted me to take about a hundred photos of her in various poses 
And it turned into a very looks focused trip to the pool, which I literally have not participated in any type of photo shoot like that since my modeling days really and my blogging days when I was a fashion blogger with my sister so it was very foreign to me I felt myself having little patience and then of course the comparison thoughts started creeping in just started beating myself up feeling like I wasn't as attractive as her or as small as her and I thankfully have enough skills in my own recovery and enough confidence in my body image that I was able to pull myself out of it using some of these rescue thoughts. So the first thought that I have, especially when I see someone who's very attached to their looks and their size, the first thought I have is that this person is struggling with something I have already broken free from. So when you see someone you know really struggling with dieting and trying to be as small as possible and fit into the thin ideal. And you can usually tell this by their preoccupation with food and size and their image. And again, that constant photo taking and looking for validation with appearance, you can see all those things and recognize that they are struggling with their worth and their body and having those two things be very connected. So I'm going to say that thought again. The thought is this person is struggling with something I have already broken free from. Or if you're still in your eating disorder recovery, you could say this person is struggling with something I am already aware of and working on and pushing through. So noting that that used to be you and you are breaking free from that can be super valuable because you can distance yourself from those behaviors and those thoughts. And I know that really helps me to kind of go along with that. The second thought that I usually have when I see someone obsessed with their thinness is that separation of worth and body is a spiritual lesson that this person has yet to learn. So if you're struggling with an eating disorder You have been put on this earth to learn so many lessons, but eating disorders usually put you through the ringer on the lesson of self-worth and value and disconnecting your self-worth and value from your body size. Again, it's noting that the person in front of you is struggling with something you've already healed or are focused on healing. So I see this lesson, the lesson of detaching your worth from your size as a spiritual lesson. And for instance, because I've, I'm fully recovered and I have been for a long time, I see that as one of my earliest spiritual lessons that I learned and I can live free from, and I use the wisdom from that lesson to pull me through life. And when I see someone constantly striving to lose weight, I just remind myself that everyone on this earth is brought to earth to learn certain spiritual lessons. And for them, that might not be healing that connection to worth and size. 
they might live their life, their entire life with that struggle of connecting their size to their value and their worth. Or you can look at that person and hold space for the fact that perhaps they will be learning this one day down the road and just have some compassion and space for where they're at instead of trying to revert back to your old thoughts and patterns to to build rapport with them, if that makes sense. So again, the second thought is the separation of worth and body is a spiritual lesson that this person has yet to learn. And just like honor that and be okay with it. It, They might have a lot of wisdom in some subject area of life that you are totally clueless in. We all come here to learn different things in different ways. All right, so the third thought that I consider a rescue thought when confronted with body comparisons is just remembering that the ego thrives on external validation to feel worthy. When you are so focused on your body size or comparing your body to others, that is just the ego taking hold of your mind. And it's very easy to engage in these kind of ego-based thoughts because it gives you a sense of power or powerlessness. So it might give you a sense of rank, like, oh, I'm better than this person, or I am more beautiful than this person, or I'm less than this person, or this person is better than I am. And that's just the ego trying to make sense of the world. When in reality, if you can let go of those thoughts and suspend the ego and just recognize that your worth does not come from external circumstances. It comes from who you are as a person inside and your, your spirit alone, no matter what body is attached to it, is always going to have the same value. It's a tough one to wrap your head around, but I definitely think reminding yourself that you are living in a place of ego and thinking in a place of ego can just intercept the moment in a positive way instead of allowing yourself to spiral into that comparative mindset. The fourth rescue thought, (laughs) or at least something I like to direct my attention to is to focus on equalizing your bodies and finding the common value in both of them. Basically, this rescue thought could be as simple as your body is amazing and so is mine. It's just equalizing and emphasizing that although they might be shaped differently or sized differently, they're still worthy of love, they're still valuable, and they're still the earth suits, as Carolyn Costin says, the earth suits that get you through life. And they are what, they're the home for your spirit to live. And that is how you equalize pretty much everything. You take one big step back and look at the big picture instead of all the nuances of like, oh, this person has 
a thinner waist than I do. And therefore more valuable. It's like, actually, if we take a huge step back, this person's waist is amazing. And so is mine because they both serve us in these ways and they are homes to our spirits and our soul. So always taking the step back, looking at the big picture is going to help you in those moments where you feel stuck with comparing. So the thought I want to say, even though this is more of a tip, so focus on what is equal and focus on equalizing. But a thought that you could take on is your body is amazing and so is mine. Or if you don't want to really believe that, it could be your body exists and so does mine or your body is okay and so is mine. So it's just recognizing that they are both bodies. The fifth thought to rescue you from a state of constant comparing is actually a question. And the question I want you to ask yourself in those moments. So for instance, the moment with my friend constantly taking photos of herself, the question you could ask yourself in that moment is whose beauty standard is this person striving to meet? Okay. Like whose body standard is that person aiming for? And the quote, the answer to that question is typically the patriarchy or straight men's standard of beauty. And it's these beauty industry standards. So the modeling industry, the fashion industry, the beauty industry, the the cosmetic industry, that is the standard usually that people who are obsessed with their food and body are striving to reach. And so when you remind yourself that they are striving for a body type that perpetuates stigma and weight bias and actually the oppression of women, when you remind yourself of that, you don't want to be a part of it anymore. You don't want to hold up that standard of beauty and you can have a little bit of compassion for the person who is still stuck in it. So again, recognizing this person is still in the thick of wanting to support something that has oppressed people, not just women, but people for decades. So yeah, that fifth thought is whose beauty standard am I striving for? Or whose beauty standard are they striving for? Because you're not going to want to strive for something that's been oppressing people for years. I know I, at least that really pulls me out of my negative cycle pretty quickly. And then the sixth thought hooks into that one, which is when you're stuck in that comparison mode, Recognize that by not striving for that beauty standard, you are liberating others. Potentially by not engaging in diet talk or these very superficial photo shoots or whatever it might be, 
you are actually setting everyone free around you just by not participating. By accepting your body, you give other people permission to accept their bodies. By allowing your body to take up space, you allow other people's bodies to take up space. And when you support the diet industry, when you support weight loss, you are basically supporting something that has oppressed billions of people and has caused millions and millions of eating disorders. You as one person can have impact on the world just like any major issue, if you're conscious about your impact on the world, you're going to recognize that the sooner you can let go of putting one body type above yours, your impact is going in a better direction. So again, I'm going to say that thought. It's recognized that by not striving for that beauty standard, you are liberating other people always recognizing that the person in front of you who is obsessed with weight, who is obsessed with dieting, they are just stuck in that hard to avoid, probably nightmare of connecting your worth to your size and have compassion for that person and have just a little bit of love for them because you've been there too and you know what that feels like and it doesn't feel good. And then hopefully you can break out of that comparison cycle. Those were my six thoughts to save you from being stuck in comparison. I hope they helped you. Let me know what you think. I... I'm so excited that I was able to spontaneously record something for you. And I just wanted to say thanks again for listening. If you do enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Please share it with your friends. It means so much to me and it actually helps other people access the podcast. So I hope you all have an amazing day. You are all so courageous and brave and Recovering from an eating disorder or chronic dieting can be really hard. And I'm here for you if you need support. Have an amazing day.